Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in, everybody, to the Moment of Cluth podcast with Megan Cluth. I'm your host, and this is the premiere episode. And I'm so excited because this is something that I've wanted to do for a very long time now. A little background on myself. I am from Chicago, raised on the north side, but I moved to New Orleans for three years where I covered the Saints, the Pelicans, NBA All-Star Weekend, Jazz Fest, Trials, you name it. I covered everything. And it was there that I discovered that I have a true passion for telling people's stories. So my goal with this podcast is to have meaningful conversations and tell people's true stories. It's a place where you're going to hear another side of the athlete, the coach, the entertainer, the politician, the chef, whoever it is that I'm interviewing that week. I want you to see the side of them that I get to see as a reporter. Now my very first guest is Super Bowl champion Pierre Thomas. Thomas is a Chicago native and was one of the most effective all-purpose running backs in in the league during his eight-year career in New Orleans, and he just got inducted into the Saints Hall of Fame. But if you ask him, none of this was expected. We talk about his journey from undrafted free agent to Super Bowl champ, what his favorite NFL organization is, Drew Brees as a teammate and a friend, life after football, and some hilarious life hacks he picked up while living in the Deep South. So let's jump right in. First of all, congratulations are in order. You just made the Saints Hall of Fame. What aspect of going to the Saints Hall of Fame did you love the most? I mean, just being a part of the um, organization that made a difference in the community. You know, when a tragedy happened, you know, during Katrina, and then being part of an organization that was rebuilding and coming back and giving back to the city. And just being a part of that, that journey and us winning the Super Bowl and just the fans and the, the respect I was getting coming from nowhere, you know, coming from Chicago, I wasn't drafted, a young guy. Just the whole journey for myself and I wasn't expecting it, you know, wasn't expecting it. And just to hear it, I mean, it was just, it's a blessing. It was absolutely a blessing. Let's get into your football career a little bit. You had a huge career at U of I led the team in rushing for three seasons, sixth all-time in Illinois' history. You weren't invited to the Combine. You went undrafted in 2007. Then all of a sudden, you make the Saints. You're not looking back. Now you're on the Saints Hall of Fame. <laughs> you just said you didn't expect it, but what motivated you? I mean, just being successful. Um, always keeping a positive image in people's you know, minds and their, their mouths, you know, just having people be happy what I can bring to the team, you know, what I can bring to the community and the organization. You know, it's, that's my resume. That's myself. That's who I am. That's my character. And, I mean, we all in this world, I feel like we all want to put out a good positive role, you know, about each other, you know, about yourself. And that's all I wanted to do, you know, go out there and do my job. My job was to go out there and perform, play well at my position. And that's what I tried to do, you know, and also help others, my teammates. So I just wanted to be – the best teammate and the best role model and the best person out there I could be. And just to be a part of a team that was unselfish was, I mean, God couldn't put me in a better position. So I was very happy and very grateful. They say the Saints are God's team. Speak to that organization, what it's like playing for them versus other teams. Ah, it's funny that you said that because I actually told Mickey, I was, you know, my last year with, uh, with the Saints, you know, I was, little devastated but I know it's a business and uh, I got picked up you know during the following year 
49ers and the Washington Redskins. I have to say, 49ers wasn't my best, wasn't the best organization to be a part of. I can say that for myself. Now, I'm not saying that they don't take care of their players. They do take care of their players. They do do that. But, you know, it's just the inside work, how they do things. It just was a little sketchy to me, a little different um, from what I was used to, what I was accustomed to with the New Orleans Saints. And the Washington Redskins were an absolutely great organization. Uh, I feel like the team was good. It just needed a little bit of work. But the organization, the coaches were there for the guys, helping the guys out, and the guys was you just the guys just had to believe in it. And the organization looks out for them. Um, I know their organization hasn't been winning so many games at this point, but I do see positivity for their organization. But the difference what I see from New Orleans, they were an organization that was making a difference, that they came together and they believed in one another. You know, they always talked. Mickey talked to Sean to make sure they were both on the same page. What players needs to be here? What do we need to do to get the right guys in? And, you know, every piece was just fitting right, just like a, a, a working machine. You know, if one piece was out, the machine is not going to work. And with that whole organization, every piece was fitting in perfect. Uh, and, I mean, the results stands for itself. You know, we won a Super Bowl within my three years of being there. So it was in Sean's, what, I think four years of being there. And it was, it was just unbelievable. It was an unbelievable experience, and the journey was fun. I met a lot of good friends and, you know, brothers and good people along the way. And I, got, I got good memories I can always hold on to. The Saints are on pace to break a franchise record this season, 34.88 points per game. Are they the best team in the NFC right now? I think so. I think they're on a the pace to be a great team this year, and I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and hoping they go all the way. Last season, there was a lot of talk about them going all the way, and I think it was more of a shock to people because they had been 7-9 and nine for so many seasons and then made it to playoffs, and obviously they lost to the Vikings. But do you think that this year is the year that they can do it? I think so. I mean, last year showed that they had a taste for it. You know, it slipped right through their fingers, but they had a taste for it. And these young guys that's, that's in now, they had the taste. The older guys drew, you know, Jamon Bushrod, um, you know, when Zach was there, all these guys, they already been there. They've been in a situation, you know, they, they've been through, you know, the tough, the grind. Now these young guys saw it, they went through it and they seen how close it was and how everything clicks. And now this year, I think they're ready for that, that taste again. And you, you seeing it, they're hungry right now and they're doing an unbelievable job and I'm happy for them. I hope they do go all the way. I was talking to your former teammate Roman Harper recently about the difference Roman between the Rome. he's the best <laughs> about the difference between the 09 team and this team and he said that the 09 team was like rock stars you guys were recognized <laughs> everywhere you went on the road he said your nickname was the black frenchman what's the difference between <laughs> the this team black and that frenchman. team I never heard that You one. never heard that he just made that up on the fly Well I mean he <laughs> might have okay the frenchman part is right but the black frenchman <laughs> I, I didn't hear that one the flying frenchman Okay I, I, that was, I, was, I was told that, the flying freshman, because I was always diving or jumping in the air for some reason <laughs> for a touchdown. But um, uh, what was the I'm sorry, what was the question again? Do you see any comparisons between the 09 team and this year's Saints team? I do see a little bit of comparison. Uh, I mean, Roman was right. It's, it's hard to compare when we were the first. You know, we were the first ones to set the tone and to give that city, that community, the spark that it deserved. And uh, for them to believe back into the Saints, you know, it's it's hard to compare. But I do see similarities where these guys are having fun. Mm -hmm. They're having fun just like we had fun. They're flying around. They're making plays. Um, they're not letting bad decisions 
take them down. You know what I mean? They always going for the next play. Okay, maybe this was a bad play, but let's get them at the next one, and they can they succeed at the next play. So I see that as a similarity, especially on the offensive side, and I see the defense flying around and having a good time. Now I'm not sure, and this is kind of messed up when we were <laughs> when it was our turn, but the celebrations. The cell phone celebration is that well no well i've seen that but it's just it's just the point of they're allowing the celebrations now the nfl is allowing that so why couldn't we get that that's the only thing i was like man if we could have got that i feel like we could have went undefeated we could have had that undefeated record and went straight 16 and 0 you know what i mean what would your celebration have been i don't know <laughs> but it's just the fact <laughs> that you haven't thought about it uh, i mean what it, it sometimes it sparked me some people say i need to work on them but i mean I was just being silly. I wasn't really trying to make a, a good celebration. I was just being silly. I'm a goofy guy sometimes. I mean, a lot of people got to catch me off off the screen, off TV. And I'm I'm pretty actually funny, goofy. I'm a goofball, but I try to be behave in front of cameras. But no, it's just the fact that these guys now get a chance to celebrate a lot more, and that brings a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm to the game. It makes you have fun. It makes you run around and make plays. When you get a chance to do that, and these referees are not throwing flags. But, yes, the cell phone, that's a little too much. So, yes, they do, do throw a flag. But for you to celebrate like that and have a good time, that gives you so much energy and so much excitement to want to keep doing good, keep working hard, keep playing hard, flying around out there on the field. So, to see that, I think that this team can go all the way. You know, playing like that with that much energy, with that much excitement, with their teammates, with their guys, I mean, nothing is going to stop them but themselves. But I don't, I don't see that happening. We shall see. We have to talk about Drew Brees here, obviously. You spent eight seasons in New Orleans with him, and this has been a historic season for him. He just became the NFL's leader in career passing yards. What can you say about him as a teammate and as a friend? I mean, uh, as a teammate, his work ethic is unbelievable. Um, he he strives for perfection all the time. I mean, we all know we're not perfect in this world, and there's no one perfect person in this world, but he strives for it. He tries to strive for it. He shows that, hey, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to work for perfection. And that you can see it day in, day out. It's either weight room and the, the, the room, the meeting rooms, on the practice field, in practice. You know, he takes his steps. He makes sure his arms up. I mean, every little detail you see him working on. And, I mean, that – Want to, that motivates you want to work on your performance, your game yourself. You know what I mean? Just watching somebody else do it, you know, see somebody else in the same position as you but not in the same exactly position on the field. But playing in this sport, playing at this level, at a high, fast level, he shows he wants to get better and he wants to be the best. And that motivates so many people. And that's what makes him a great athlete. And him being a great person off the field, I mean – He's a funny guy. I don't know if a lot of people know, but the man has moves. He has dance moves. I used to, uh, did not know this. Yeah, he has dance moves. I usually say Drew dance like a black person. <laughs> right. He has rhythm. Yes, the man has rhythm, and he can play some basketball, too. Why has just not all become a hit song? Like I mean, I, I guess he just keeps it to himself a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't like to show like certain things. Like Some of us don't like to show certain things, but the man has moves. He has, he has swag. I mean... <laughs> He is sure once in a while, but Drew is a character. He's funny, great guy, humble, always look for his look out for his teammates. The things he do for his old lineman is unbelievable. And not just his old lineman, he looks out for all the guys. He makes sure if a guy is, you know, down, 
about anything in life off the field, he try to help someone, help him as best as he can, lead him in the right direction. Any uh, outside help, he tries to bring it in to the person that, that needs it. So Drew is a great person, a great human being. I am grateful to be in the same journey as him um, during my years with the New Orleans Saints. And it's just, it just a blessing to be around a person like him. So, and there's many more guys that was on a team like that too. If you had one message for young football players in the region now, what would it be? Never listen to the naysayers. Believe in yourself. Stay positive. Remain positive. Even when negative things go wrong, remain positive. Uh, and never give up. Always continue to work hard. Hard work pays off. Are you working on any new projects now? Uh, I have a lot of projects I'm working on right now. Now that I'm done playing ball, uh, but the main ones that I'm working on right now, I, my apps, okay. um, my book, and the lounge that I'm trying to open up in New Orleans right now. Oh, what's that? Uh, it's a, I'm trying to open up a speakeasy lounge right now. Cool. I'm looking for property. I possibly have something down there in the warehouse district. Um, keep my fingers crossed on that one. Nice. Uh, Hopefully we get it, and uh, yeah, I want to get something out there in New Orleans. I want to bring something very classy, elegant, sexy to New Orleans. It's something that I, I saw uh, for my eight years that New Orleans kind of needs. Mm -hmm. um, granted, they have great lounges down there, but there's some of them are in hotels, not its own establishment, yeah. and that's what I want to bring. I feel like there's a lot of young, successful people who want to go out and have a good time. Every time I go out to restaurants out there, because there's so many great restaurants in New Orleans, every time I go there, I see so many men and women dressed up. Women are looking nice. Women love to dress up. And then we're going to go to these, what? Exactly. It's like, okay, when I see women dressed up, nice dress, heels, and guys, and they're going to make the guys dress up real nice too, nice slacks, button-up shirt. And after that good, after the, you know, the great restaurants out there, after a good dinner, it's like, where do they want to go after that? Continue the night. And it's a group, you know, they're having a good time at dinner. They want to continue the night. But then I see them at Lucy's, like you said, these yeah. little <laughs> bars and the floor is a little sticky. But uh, yeah. I mean, I love the bars. Don't get me wrong. In New Orleans, I love the bars. I love everything about New Orleans. But sometimes when I see that, I feel like these people want to go somewhere a little bit nicer. So I want to bring something back to New Orleans where New Orleans can enjoy it. And also, I want to bring some of the entertainment that's in New Orleans because there's a lot of great entertainment out in New Orleans, a lot of artists out there that don't get recognized. And I want to bring that into my establishment. I want to bring New Orleans art. I want to keep it New Orleans, but I want to have it sexy and elegant and classy. I think I can speak for all the women in New Orleans when I say this. Thank you, because <laughs> I didn't wear my nice heels for three years because all the floors were sticky or I was walking on the uneven roads and New Orleans, so yay. I mean, I guess that's for me being from Chicago. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of nice lounges out here, so I can see how, you know, the women out here dress, and they can still go out to nice spots and have a good time. And I'm just saying, like, New Orleans is missing that. That's mm -hmm. what New Orleans is missing. I have a lot of things going on. I what mean, are these apps? <laughs> I can't really get into too much details, <laughs> but I can tell you one is a, it's a combination of a dating and gaming app. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm going to put that out there a little bit more a little later in a, in a row. Um, and a, another app is more of uh, easy job work, like finding easy work. So, cool, like the yeah. Uber of jobs. You can kind of say that. Cool. It's a little different, though. And it's going to be some fun. What's and the, the book, book about? is about my life's journey. Um, it's not science fiction? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's, uh, it's all fictional. It's about who I am, where I came from, how I grew up in this world, what I've learned. 
um, my ups and downs. Uh, I'm just going to be me. I'm talking about me, myself, my journey. I can't speak about nobody else. This is my life. And the title of it is The Life I Didn't See Coming. I'll tell you one thing. I will not change it for nothing because I learned so much in this world, so much in life, and it made me a better person. That's the perfect segue into my next question. So this podcast is called Moment of Cluth because my last name's Cluth and it rhymes with truth. truth. <laughs> so the next question coming is what is your truth? And when I looked that up on the internet, it says to live your most truthful self. Inside you is a person waiting to jump out and live in truth and openness. Most of us spend our days living up to expectations and definitions. In this way, we are all different than who we truly are. So what is your truth? My truth, I love to give. I love to help out. I love to help those in need, and I love to try to stay positive. So this is another fun part of the podcast. Have you ever played the game Two Truths and a Lie? No, I have not. So how it works is exactly how it sounds. You say two truths and one lie, and I have to two guess what your lie, lie is. Okay. But it's fun because it gives our listeners and viewers, for those watching on YouTube, a chance to get to see another side of you. But it can't be something <laughs> like two truths, like I won the Super Bowl, <coughs> okay. I lead you around. You know what I mean? It has to be something that no one would know. And they can't find it Two out by social media. Two truths and one lie. Yeah. Man, what do I want to tell the truth about? <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, ah, how much information do I want to give <laughs> the fans? Um, all right. I love video games. I can sing. And I put baby powder in my underwear before I walk out the house every day. Oh, my day. God. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with... The lie is you can sing. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yay. Okay, well, now I know that well, you have baby powder in your underwear. Hey, I, I want, I'll just, hey, for the listeners and the people viewing this, hey, I do. Keep, I stay fresh. What is it? You know, do you need that in winter or is that just a New Orleans thing? Uh, that was really New Orleans thing. Yeah, it's 100%. Some weird stuff. It was really hot down there. <laughs> yeah, you could, both ways. <laughs> I like to stay fresh, you know? At least, oh, at least everybody so knows I, I stay fresh. Well, thank you so much for sharing that detail with me. <laughs> I now know you in ways that I never knew I would. Hey, I had to get personal. I told you, sometimes uh, I like to have a little fun. I'm a goofball. That's what we do. I'm That's what this podcast is all about. Thank you so much for joining me no and problem. thanks for having me thanks to listeners
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.